All right, round table number two. Thank you everybody for joining. We actually have a new intern here, Levi, who's absolutely yep. uh, no stranger to the magazine. Um, but maybe if you could just introduce yourself, Levi. Yeah, my name is Levi Harrell. I uh, live here in Boulder, Colorado. I'm a photographer and aspiring writer. Uh, just joining the team here today. Great. And where are you from originally, Levi? I'm originally from Springfield, Missouri, but I spent a number of years just traveling all around the world. Okay. Do you have a hometown crag? Oh, Horseshoe Canyon. Interesting. Yeah, That's a pretty good one. Yeah, you know, it's great if you're just getting into climbing. Some of the best 5'8s, short pitches in the world, in my opinion. All right. James, you have a hometown crag? Uh, I guess I've spent the most time in Yosemite. Okay. So, yeah, that would be... That'd be my hometown, I guess. All right. Lindsay? Um, I learned how to climb at the New River Gorge, but I would say I have spent copious amounts of time in Clear Creek Canyon now. That feels more like a hometown crag for me. Ouch. Which is, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I would say my hometown crag is Western Mass, so probably like Farley Ledge or Rose Ledge. That's where I learned to climb and probably spent the most time. So that feels like home to me. Kevin Corgan. Uh, so I started climbing when I was living in New York City, and we went out to the Gunks and like the Adirondacks once in a while, but it took so much effort, it's hard to call that my hometown crag. So I guess I'm going to have to take Boulder Canyon. All right. <laughs> Dude, not Rat Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time at Rat Rock. <laughs> cool. And Cat Rock. Cat yeah. Rock. Worthless Boulder was the place to be. That was like the end people, you know. Mm. I don't remember that one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, probably my hometown crag would be the U-Mound boulders above Albuquerque. I think that's where I went the most. Like when I first started climbing, we'd go up there. As soon as I could drive, I was up there all the time. Um, now that I've been in Boulder, though, for 28 years, probably the Flatirons. Okay, cool. All right, we're moving on to spray. Does anybody have any spray that they'd like to, like to share? I have a big victory. Oh, yeah, let's hear this it. Is, this is epic. So I'm really old. I'm, I'm 48 <laughs> How old years, are you? I'm 48 years old. I'm not just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And so as I've gotten older, I, was, I never had very good circulation anyway, but as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, my circulation is terrible in the winter. So when everyone else is like, oh, it's so crisp, I can hold these crimpers. I'm like, I can't feel anything. I can't warm up. I can't do anything. But this weekend, we went down to Castlewood, southeast of Denver, and it was warm and sunny, and I could feel my hands. And I had a good time rock climbing. Nice. <laughs> I wasn't complaining. I wasn't sitting there with my hands in my pockets. I was just like, oh, I could feel the rock. Wait, there was no complaining? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too sunny out. <laughs> you know, I, I only do once. Okay. Yeah, it was a whole day. With, uh, the traffic, yeah. I mean, that was like an hour and a half rant on the drive home, but... But yeah. it's like nature's cement down there. Isn't that what they call it? It's like pebbles <laughs> like stuck into the rock. It's like really cool, fun climbing. It is. Yeah, it's short, but it's like really, it's like a little a poor man's Maple Canyon or something. Yikes. Maple Canyon isn't exactly for the rich. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a new project I was telling everyone here before we started the podcast, but Cornucopia in the Flatirons, it's way over my pay grade, um, but that's going to be my next project for all of 2020. If I can finish it by this time next year, wow. I'm going to be extremely excited. So they close it for birds. Oh, they, I, I hate to no. I hate to <laughs> 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 deadline up, but you have till February 1, and then it's closed until August 1. 
Okay. And then wow. it's going to be really hot until November. But you can climb at night. Okay. Yeah, you, you just it, need a headlamp. Yeah, yeah, the, the rangers approve of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, not during the closure, just like oh, later in the season. So you could double your amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, anybody else? Anything I'll, to share? I'll share the opposite of a victory. Um, I hung up my first hangboard in my house recently, and it was about a four-hour project that took a trip to the hardware store <laughs> and uh, ended with... <laughs> A bolt sticking two out, two two inches out of the wall, completely stripped. Uh, so that was round one, and then this weekend I w- went to swap it out with a different hangboard that I'm testing for the magazine. Uh, and then actually, it went pretty quick. It only took about ten minutes, but I noticed the lights were kind of dimming while I was working. I was confused about that. But I didn't think much of it. But then when I went to hang on the board, I noticed. When I hung on the board, the lights dimmed. <laughs> and I was like, uh-oh, I drilled into a wire. because <laughs> you're using all the power. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so now an electrician is coming tomorrow because I installed a hangboard. Didn't I see you post on Facebook looking for someone to help you put that up? And you said whenever you try to do it yourself... You're worse off. So that was actually before this happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a grander vision of having some uh, garage training setup put in uh, oh, okay. that I would not even try to do myself. Uh-huh. I thought a hangboard would be easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, my track record so far is like I tried to fix my sink and I broke my sink and had to call a plumber and I tried to install a hangboard and now I have to call an electrician. <laughs> so that's, how, that's how things have been going at the Corrigan household. <laughs> All right, anything else? Mm, I'm in the process of trying to send all the benchmark V4s in the 2017 set before the end of the decade. For wow. The board? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've got three. I thought I had three more, but then I looked and they added one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah, so I have four. You should be able to get that done, though. You got a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the wall angle adjusts in the garage. <laughs> exactly. That grasshopper setup, if it's, you're getting down, it's like December 28th, 29th. Just Maybe 38 degrees in set Oh, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, you just edit it. Yeah, psyched for that. And then there's 52 V5s. Nice, and that will be your 2020 goal? 2025. (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right, well, we have a little bit of uh, Summit membership house cleaning here. I just want to let all of you know, uh, as the audience, that we're giving away an Edelrid Boa. All you have to do is submit um, a photo in the Summit membership Facebook private group really easy to win we don't have many submissions so the likelihood of winning that rope is pretty high at this point and that's going through december 20th so you still have plenty of time to make sure to do that um also we just released our training live stream um i don't know if we're going to stick with training every time but we've released our first live stream so make sure to check that out as well also we're always looking for ask an editor submissions so if you have a question for any of our editors here make sure to send those in are we sending those the letters yeah, where do they go i think they do right yeah now. yeah letters at climbing.com all right so so send those to letters at climbing.com anything else on the summit side 
think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. I mean, we've been trying to post to the Facebook group regularly, but everyone who's a member should feel free to post too. Uh, I mean, that's what it's for. So. Cool. All right, guess that, Graham. Who's excited? So excited. I horribly last time, so trying to keep that going. So we got new rules. We went over them uh, previously, but we'll see how this goes. Everybody's got their three sheets of paper. Everyone's got a pen. And we are going to get started here. Okay, round one. do 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 <laughs> I've been doing a lot of hangboarding, campus and general arm training since my knee is still still healing. Glad to see improvement even if there is still work to be done. Oh. Being injured is very frustrating, but it's good to celebrate the little victories and doing a one arm on the middle edge has been a goal of mine. Hoping to make this even better soon. So, does anybody want to take... Yep, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone wants to <laughs> James was the first one to be like, Ugh. Well, I think everybody can write it down. Points, right? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm writing it down. Okay, is anybody not taking uh, the points? Does anybody want the options? You might as well say them. I will. I want to make sure everyone's doing it first. Okay, so the options were... Kevin Jorgensen, Brooke Rabatou, or Alex Puccio? Okay, well, I think <laughs> we all know who that one was. That maybe was a little easy. Did anybody not guess Brooke? Yeah, I think I messed it up partly. Oh, yeah, I messed I was up. Like, Wait, it was Brooke? What? Yeah, Brooke? yeah. I wrote Alex Puccio. I, I wrote Puccio. I remember reading it and I was like, I didn't know that she was even injured. And then after. Oh, that's right. I was it like, was. Oh, shoot. So you got what? it? No. Oh. I wrote Puccio. It was after I wrote it that I remember. Wait, so. So we all. Oh, Question. I guess like Is yeah. That the minus points. If yeah, you, negative yeah. three goes to everybody. Wow, we're just in the hole. I guess uh, this game's rigged. Yeah, <laughs> Pucho can do a one arm, but I'm not, she does them pretty regularly. Yeah, like, so it's not like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not. I was like, oh, off the middle edge on the. It was a beast maker. It just says doing a one arm on the middle edge has been a goal of mine. Oh. I'm going to make this even better soon. It's a pretty cool video. You can check it out yeah. on Instagram. That's yeah. probably like a. a 12 or 16 millimeter edge, which isn't like, it's, it's not, not like, very big at all. Yeah, but that's, huh. Okay. Puccio's yeah. hurt her knees more than once, right? Yeah. 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 She's yeah. coming back and right now. And she's just yeah. coming back, and I kind of picked her to throw you guys off, but I thought everybody would be uh, following yeah. Brooke. We blew it. Yeah. I, I like this. We're this like, good yeah, yeah, we're I not following that. the Olympians. <laughs> I had to delete Instagram from my phone to make room for a video game. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> yeah, we all thought that question was soft. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good job, good job. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> on to question number two. Dun, 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 dun. Naturally, all eyes to Adam Andra, and for good reason, as he is regarded by most, including me, to be the best climber of all time. Goat. Goat? Oh, and it, yeah, goat, which stands for greatest of all time. Oh, okay. Okay, does anybody think they know who it is and it's going to go for the bonus this time? Hmm. 
Do got I his face. I, I don't can, have his name, though. I kind of want to go in the hall, but... Do we get any hands, or we just have to stone-cold guess it? You just have to stone-cold guess it if you want the bonus points, and then we'll do the three. It's too risky. I think if Levi draws the person well enough, we can give the points. <laughs> well, I can describe him to you. I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm, That's okay. F- fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I love free solo. Okay. Okay, James is the only one. Okay, everyone else is going to get options here. Okay, Sean McCall, Alex Magos, or Tommy Caldwell. So write down who you think it is. It wasn't any of those. Not any of those. Minus six, bro. (laughs) Okay, Matt, who did you guess? Sean McCall. Okay. Kevin, who did you guess? Sean McCall. Okay, Lindsay. Okay, and Levi. Sean McCall. All right, it was Sean McCall. James's answer. Eddie Eddie Falk. Because I was like, oh, that thought too. Because he's the reports on it. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's from uh, Toulouse, and Andre did so well at Toulouse Mm. that he like. I was like, oh, Eddie probably posted something on like. It's the circuit climbing. Right. His Instagram about, like, oh, Andre crushed on the speed wall or whatever he did. Yeah, there was multiple athletes that actually posted a photo of themselves with Andre, mm-hmm. giving him praise, but this one was specifically Sean McCall. And I think it also begs the difference. Is Andre the best of all time rock climber? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Even <laughs> more than a Chris Sharma. As he pushed the boundaries as much as Chris pushed them. Yeah. Do you think so? Maybe not. He probably hasn't like contributed quite as much. Like it, That's it, what it I depends was on your definition of the greatest climber. Is it like someone who like adds to climbing? Well, I think it's all around climber, right? Like who right. dominates in all spat all aspects of yeah. climbing. Like, are they doing first ascents? Or are they, like, contributing in new gear? Are they just sent- doing hard second ascents? Uh-huh. Having the most fun? Yeah, having the most fun. Yeah. Well, that's, not, that's not a metric at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> horseshit. Sam, Sam is fun to me to... <laughs> I never have fun, so it's not relevant. Yeah. Okay. like you had fun this weekend. Oh, yeah. I did, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, got that video game. Yeah. Yeah. So who thinks he's the best of all time? Well, now that James reframed it, I, I don't feel like it's as simple as that. I'm still, I'm still taking it. Okay, we got... That's like trying to choose the best basketball player, where like everyone's going to have their and, own opinion based on the sure. decade. Like Jordan versus like Kobe Bryant. Or yeah, LeBron James. LeBron James, yeah. Same <laughs> type of talk. Yeah. Okay, I guess we won't come to a conclusion here. Okay, um, question number three. Da, 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 da. Not every session will be a good one. They won't all show you big progress or even progress at all. Oftentimes, when you're in the thick of your training, your sessions might just feel like they suck. At this point, you can't bail. And at this point, you can't double down. Stay the course. Grind. Get good sleep. Eat good food. And remind yourself that what you're doing is fucking hard. See it through until you're on the other side. My past three or four sessions have ranged from downright bad to meh. I unsent a lot of problems I had on the circuit. Last night was the other side. 
I was the strongest I've maybe ever been in the gym. So I cut it short. I walked up. I walked out on a high note ahead of the game and saved some for a different, shorter session today instead of being greedy and spending it all right there. I feel like I just heard someone's life story. <laughs> it's a long one. I'm going to go for a write-in. Okay, write-in. I'm, I'm tempted to. I, I may be wrong, but I'm, just, I'm already in the hole, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for it, too. Me, too. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Going for the turtle approach. Okay. <laughs> Forward progress is not backwards progress. Exactly. Slow and steady wins the race. Okay, everyone got the write-ins ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so is it Chris Hampton, a.k.a. O-Dub, the Dab Master Flash, Rob Pism, the Piz, or Eric Horst? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to this piece of paper I have, it's not any of them. <laughs> so I think we're going to be starting. Let's start with Lindsay because you didn't write it in, right? No, I did not. Who do you think it is? I'm going to go with Horst. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's Hurst. I think his name is, is it Hurst? I believe it. I've been corrected before. Okay. Oh, like it does the, have like the, the thing little. It has like a little thing on thing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Levi, who do you think? I did Eric as well. Okay. All right. Who's? Let's see, Matt. Who did you write in? Alex Johnson. Oh, okay. I was thinking to ask her too because yeah. she's posted something like that pretty recently. She yeah. did. She had a long post. I guess Alex Johnson too. Yeah. Interesting. James, who did you pick? I actually guessed Kyra. I she doesn't. That usually, was my second choice. She usually doesn't write stuff that long, but I kept thinking about her on that uh, board in Minnesota mm-hmm. that she like does a lot of circuits on, and I was like, oh man. Yeah. She's not really cool. known for the hashtag Pringle paragraph, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but you're all wrong. Ah, Dang! It was O Dove. Uh, <laughs> Power Climbing Company. Wow. All right. So that's we, minus could, three. That's yeah. minus three. Are, are we I'm keeping score. Oh, okay. Okay. If we did the multiple choice, though, do we not get minus anything? You don't get no, you just get one, uh, you get zero. Yeah, cool. zero is better than minus three. So yeah, is anyone doing better than negative two right now? Uh, no. I have uh, minus negative five. two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at minus nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like golf. It's like golf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the Tiger Woods of this game. <laughs> okay, this one's a little easier. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to write it down now. (laughs) Hashtag climbing is art. I have so much gratitude for these hands that climb the rocks, paint and write. Tie little knots for jewelry and big figure eights for big walls. Hands I don't know what I'd do without. Thank you for working so well. Pretty mind-blowing to think that our hands evolved into rock climbing machines all the way from a single-celled organism. I love science. Who is writing these? Uh, uh, Last time you guys said it was too easy, so I'm trying yeah, to make it harder. Yeah. So as someone who's got makes jewelry and loves science, yeah, climbing. I'm I'm going to do a write in. <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> is going for it. Yeah. I think you're the only one. So let me know when you're done. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. That's too risky. Okay. The options are Jeremy Collins, oh. Peter <laughs> Gilroy. <laughs> Or Kate Rutherford. Okay. (sighs) (laughs) 
Okay, let's start with Samet. Kate Rutherford. Okay. Let's go Corrigan. Kate Rutherford. Okay. And James, we're going to skip you. Lindsay? Same. Okay. And Levi? Jeremy. All right. And who do you have? I wrote uh, Jeremy because uh, that doesn't sound like something Kate would post. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously don't know Kate very well. What? (laughs) I've climbed with her a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) We better hope she doesn't hear this. Yeah, I know. I can't go be climbing there anymore. And Kate. Okay, here we go. The last question. 48 hours back in Boulder, and I've spent $100 on half a bag of groceries at Whole Foods. Sounds right. <laughs> James Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this one. <laughs> Overheard, dude, they have so much vegan sushi there. It's insane. I couldn't find a parking spot at Movement Boulder. Some things just don't change so much, huh? Oh, I'm uh, gonna get. I'm gonna guess. I've got this one. This Dude, really sounds yeah. like James. This is my climbing right now. This is your climbing partner. Well, oh, don't say anything. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, so we got a one right in. Who else is writing in? I'm, James? I'm gonna write in. Okay, James is writing in. Okay, everyone else waiting. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the options are uh, Tara Kersner, Claire Bukowski. Or Jenny Fisher, also known as Jenny Lemon Pie. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Did you already write it in, James? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Corrigan, I don't believe we've started with you yet, so Uh, ready, let me know. I'll go with that Jenny person. Okay, Jenny person. Um, Okay, let's go, Lindsay. I'm going with Tara Kersner. Okay. And Levi? This is Jenny. Okay. And uh, Matt. I went with Jenny based on Levi's hint because there's <laughs> lots of photos that he's t- you've taken of Jenny, so yeah. it's like, well, that. Did you write yours in? Yes. Okay, you got three points on that. Oh, that's cheating. Ooh, see, look at there. I get, we climbed here together. Everyone wrote it. Yeah, that's. We nice. just got back from a Europe trip. Together. Okay, this is the bonus round. Ooh. Now, there's no options given, but you don't lose any if you get it wrong. Oh, cool. I'm writing it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over for five. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Mayans likely bouldered on these very same beaches thousands of years before Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. I know this one. You guessed it. Yeah, I find that in. I find that in. It's all. It's a write-in for everyone, and there's oh, no is. penalty oh, okay. for getting it wrong. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody need me to repeat that? No, we got the, I'd like to hear it again. Just yeah. the last, yeah. just the last <laughs> part. Just the last part about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, everyone's uh, ready here. We'll uh, we'll start with Levi. Oh, okay. You can say that. I was gonna say like Luis Cajero. I don't know. Okay. All right, uh, Lindsay? I don't know Daniel Woods because I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> just out there, so yeah. Chase? Andrew Bishrat. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe Kinder? Okay. I wrote Bishrat. It is Bishrat. Yes! Redemption. Yeah, it was clearly, that level of salt is Bishrat. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he sent me some pictures from there too. From the beach, yeah, yeah. I knew he was on the beach too. Yeah. 
Okay, so the scores here. We have a tie at negative three. Kevin Corey. Wait, no, no, I'm at zero. What? Oh, you did you get the last one? Which one? Did you, did you get Bisharat? No, I got Jenny. Jenny put me at zero. Oh, did you do write that in? No. Oh, then I gave you a point. Gave you a point for question four, negative three for question three. Question two, you had one, and then you had a negative three on question one. I don't know. I'm not good at math. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> You're not losing much. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to win. Um, negative six, James Lucas. I had myself at negative I thought you were negative ten or something. <laughs> <laughs> three. We are obviously artistic people. We can't do math. I wrote in every question, and we had five questions, and I got everyone wrong. Oh. No, you got Bishrat, right? Except for the last one. Plus one, right? Yeah. Uh, no, you got three at the end for the bonus. Did right, you have, I do. I thought you did get question number five. Did mm, you not have it? Nope. Right? Uh, I, okay, but then you're negative 12. Yeah, I'm negative 12. <laughs> yeah. you are. Solid. He's yeah, super thank solid. You. <laughs> thank you. And Levi, you were negative one. Negative one? My, my numbers are off here. I got negative three for Pooch. Yep. You're a shitty dungeon master. Which was near negative two. <laughs> then I missed the next two, which are zeros, correct? Zeros. So I'm a negative two. Or no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank I'm you. Sorry. Stop calling me. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. No name calling. I apologize. <laughs> Okay, so you're negative one and Sam at zero? Zero. Okay. Nice. nice. Did I not lose? Oh, no, wait. Oh, my, I didn't. My Jenny you, Fisher you plus three. Negative three. three. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my uh, Jenny Fisher oh, plus three, which would have put me at plus one, correct? Oh, then you win. If you're in a positive number, then you win. Right. All I know is I'm negative about this whole year. You are. This is the intern. Levi comes from behind. Nice intern. Levi can be mathematical. Okay, well, that was fun. It's all for the fun, anyways. Exactly. I am going to speak to HR about this injustice. I'm very upset. Well, I'll re listen to this and I'll check everybody's scores. Make sure that uh, everything was correct. Okay, well that was Guess Your Gram. All right, and now we're on to news with Kevin Corrigan. All right, let's set, start things off with, there were three new free ascents of the nose last month. Uh, Sebastian Berth and then uh, Barbara Zangrel and Yacopo Larcher, which is like seventh, eighth, and ninth ascents. Kind of insane. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I think Connor tried to do the uh, triple direct too, but got bounded because his legs got too thick from running cross country. <laughs> <laughs> and he grew. He grew. Yeah. But that's pretty rad. Yeah. Did you see Lynn Hiller posted a video of her on um, the Changing Corners pitch? She was like yeah. 25 years after I did. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. She went up there with Nina Caprez. Yeah, yeah. She built like a simulator, I think, in her backyard. She has like a backyard climbing wall. Yeah. Trained specifically for it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Yeah, her and Nina worked it a lot last year, and seems like they worked it a lot this year as well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, More Yosemite news. Hazel Finlay uh, freed Magic Line. Incredible. Yeah. And Lonnie Cox seemed like he did, like, 
five more cents or something <laughs> yeah. according yeah. to his Instagram page. So they, uh, I talked to Hazel recently and she said that uh, he had climbed it four more times. They're shooting a little video on it. So he's sent the route four more times since, since he originally did it last year. So he's got pretty dialed. Yeah. He has it dialed. He's got the beta sort of. And uh, also talking to Hazel, something I thought was really incredible was that she blew her A2 pulley in her ring finger uh, early this year. In January, no, in January of this year, and she spent all year rehabbing, mm -hmm. and this was she spent six weeks working on this climb. So wow. for her to come back from this devastating injury and come back and do it this year is pretty incredible. Yeah, and I saw that she was thinking about bailing because it was hurting her finger so much on yeah. this route, but she kind of just pushed through. Yeah, actually, uh, talking to her. Yeah, it was uh, actually one of the moves because you're gastoning this whole route. It wasn't actually the same injury that she had prior uh, because you're gastoning and also uh, pinching slash crimping in this crack. Uh, the torque on the finger was what was causing her so much pain. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, you add on the cold weather, and she said that was really, really fatiguing, and she had a lot of issues with that late into the, the send. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine when you're crack climbing at that level, like whether you're coming back from an injury or not, Pain's just going to be part of the game. Yeah, I think uh, this was something that was way different for her. She said this was the she's usually someone who just falls into projects, just falls into climbs that she wants to do. But this was the first one that she's really had to go away and train for, aside or you know, versus just getting fit on the route and just figuring out a sequencing. She said like they climbed it completely differently almost every time they climbed it. There wasn't anything that was super dialed on this route. So I thought that was really interesting that this was the first thing she said, you know, they had to go away and hang board for three months and really train and get stronger for. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like I've climbed with Hazel a bunch over the years. We climbed El Cap a long time ago. And um, she usually just like on-site stuff or doesn't really like project very much. She did some 14B and like China Crisis, I think, or something at Oleana a long time ago. Hmm. And this is like definitely like she picked a project, trained for it, and did it. And it was cool just to see her doing something different. And some, it shows like some growth in her climbing. Yeah. She like bought a house and put like a wall in it. And she's like, oh, I'll like climb on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then just like the mental pressure as well from doing it the last day. Uh, she had climbed it to the very last finishing move, had her foot on a crystal and couldn't wait it enough and fell. And then to have two rest days and then come back on your very last day, not sure if the weather was gonna permit it or uh, if the waterfall was gonna blow too much water onto the crack to be even climbable and mm -hmm. to send it that last day on the fourth attempt. I mean, that's pretty, pretty strong mental resilience as yeah, well. That psychological cool. battle is pretty crazy. Kind of just shows you what the mind can accomplish mm -hmm. when you're really put up against the wall. Yeah. If you don't do it your last try of the trip, I guess it's not your last try. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> cool. What else, Kevin? Uh, so with the conclusion of the Toulouse qualifying event, we now have three Americans that are qualified for the Olympics, which is nice. pretty cool. It is very cool. Brooke Rabitow, Kira Kandi, and Nathaniel Coleman. Yeah, it's interesting because everyone was like, no Americans are going to go at the beginning of this thing. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching uh, the competition 
world pretty closely the past few years because we've been covering it so much and I really had no idea if we'd get anyone in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems to help that we can only send a certain amount from each company, uh, each country. Yeah, definitely. Very much so. really, I mean, otherwise there'd be like helpful. 20 Japanese climbers and no one else. Yeah, yeah. everyone would be edged out. Yeah. And, and the format also, the way that they decided to either add up climbs or subtract climbs. Uh, so basically everything set off a speed first and then they timed your scores of everything else based off of your speed score. So you can sacrifice time and speed and still make it uh, with a relatively good score overall. Um, uh, Fanny from France was actually talking about this system and how, uh, you know, if you had a really low score in the speed, it may not have hurt you as bad as if you had a really low score in the lead. Uh. And so she was, you know, like the three different competitions times each other, uh, the way that it works out. Some people, it greatly helped and other people it hindered, mm-hmm. depending on what you had been spending more time practicing. Yeah, it's entertaining. I'm excited to actually see it happen. I've been following along as well in the live streams and getting more and more into comp climbing. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It was, it's pretty confusing leading up to the Toulouse event. Uh, there are all these issues about like who had qualified already and who hadn't, like specifically with Japan's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they hit their quota with the world championships over the summer and then they were trying to sort of like work the system and just qualify as many people as possible but decide later who they were actually going to send and then uh the ifsc told them that they were not allowed to do that (laughs) and that they had to take the first two people that qualified but then they still sent a bunch of people to the toulouse event anyway even though they couldn't qualify for the olympics and it was only an olympic qualifying event yeah it's kind of hard to follow and then the, some of the japanese people like placed really well they won yeah, <laughs> yeah. they won. came in first place yeah, yeah. that's got to be kind of like weird and, and somewhat demoralizing for some of the other uh competitors it's like oh actually you're kind of on the bubble but you can go to the Olympics anyway. Because you're from another country. Yeah, because you're from another country. Right. You're, like, definitely not as good as these people. Mm-hmm. Right. That are but they already use their slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you still have qualifying events in Asia, like the Pan-Asia yeah. Games, mm-hmm. where, you know, powerhouses of climbing like Korea, South Korea, still haven't qualified an individual to go to the Olympics. If Japan stacks it super heavy again, there's a good chance that they won't send anyone. Oh, and no. So, well, I mean, Japan can't send any more people to the Olympics, so right, right. But those, those spots go to the next people in line in the placements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't they just let more people go to the Olympics? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the solution? Yeah, I don't know. They just they capped it at twenty people per gender. I mean, how many like think of the other events in the Olympics? Are they capped at twenty people? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. It probably varies by event. Yeah, but like, it seems like it's a, usually like fairly even. Like there's not like a hundred. Uh, like Canadian curlers <laughs> it's, it's like a few yeah five well yeah the, it's an even distribution but like how many say there's like a hundred yard dash like how many competitors are they running in different heats you know? right mm-hmm. is it more than 20 I mean I don't know I have no idea it'd be more entertaining if, if it was like a hundred people and they all did it at once <laughs> people putting Usain Bolt has spikes on his face <laughs> on the sides one of the crazy things about Toulouse it was like Japan's B team like the people that did worse than the people that are going to the Olympics still beat everyone still else yeah. everyone yeah oh boy the rest of the world's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Anything else? 
well, speaking of Japan, Tomoe Narasaki, who will be going to the Olympics, flashed a V14 recently. Took a little break from climbing indoors to just flash V14. Didn't take him long, so it wasn't much of a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about a 10-second break. Yeah. Maybe 20. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah Hardest boulder problem in the country as well, I believe. Yeah, a problem called Decided in Mizugaki, Japan. Wait, no, there's V16. Yeah, there's V16. Yeah, there's some really hard stuff. There's like New Horizon, the one that. That's right. Yeah, Shima did. And there's Dice put up a bunch of other hard stuff. Someone submitted a photo to Regram recently, like over the weekend, of this boulder, the Ninja Boulder, just outside of Tokyo. You can take the train there. And we had this call for, like, show us your most crowded crack. And this boulder has, like, Three V11 and 12s, three V10s, and then like five or six V8 and 9s. And there was a crowd of 50 people there. <laughs> it's like that. I mean, that's I a beginner problem. Yeah, yeah. That's the warm up older. Japan, yeah. I feel like we're playing, we're playing checkers and they're playing chess. You know, it's just like the amount of dedication that they put into it and how good they are at this sport is astonishing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. That's all I got. That's it. Um, well, I think we'd be remiss to not, you know, bring up the loss of Brad Gobright. You know, major loss to the community here. I didn't know him personally. It was definitely an inspiration with everything that he accomplished. And, you know, he just seemed to be in it for the right reasons. I mean, he wasn't one of those high-profile professional athletes. But at the same time, he was doing pretty rad stuff just because it seemed like he enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely, like, really uh, accomplished shell cap climber and Yosemite mm-hmm. climber. Real Did you ever have the chance to climb with him? Did you? Oh, him yeah, him? I climbed with him, uh, I don't know, I met him when he was 19 mm-hmm. in, uh, in Yosemite, and he was working as a uh, housekeeper at the Awani and, like, hung out, climbed with him randomly over, like, the next, like, 11 or 12 years. Uh, but yeah, really good rock climber and yeah. su- really quirky dude. Like uh-huh. my friend Bronson was telling me this story about they kept going to the like yogurt land, like after climbing like to a froyo place. Yeah, <laughs> like a froyo place. And if you get guess the weight of your froyo, you get it for free. Mm-hmm. And they went in there six times, <laughs> <laughs> and Brad finally guessed it right. And he was just so ecstatic. <laughs> like, I mean, the dude, probably, he probably couldn't afford the sixth one. <laughs> so yeah. so he was like, this is it. I'm putting it all out there. I thought, okay, 397. <laughs> That's great. I thought you were going to say snuck in a food scale. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can afford a food scale. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, not knowing him personally, um, he just epitomized like the uh, the current dirtbag, mm-hmm. you know, because we had grew up on stories and had heard stories of how you know Camp Four was this amazing place, but it's not that anymore. You can't live there for an extended period of time. And for me, he epitomized this guy who was still making it happen, like living out of a tiny car, doing nothing but climbing, uh, and just like really enjoying life mm-hmm. and I think that 
was very inspirational to me as someone else who was trying to make that dream a reality and like live out of my car and just do nothing but climb and be out in the outdoors. Yeah. Like it can still actually happen. We can still make it work in this day and age. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, Brad definitely did that. Yeah. Yeah, James wrote a really nice obituary that's up on our site. Talked to Brad's friends and family and a lot of cool, funny stories in there. All right. Well, I think that concludes this episode. So uh, make sure you subscribe for more. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.